You got a tank. I do. I have a tank. What else is there to talk about? I could shoot you all. I have a tank. Like I said, you got a tank. But we'll win and you'll be dead. I have a tank. You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Yeah, there's this. There it Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp headquarters here in wonderful New Hampshire where the flash floods could get you whether there's water or not. Joining me tonight, as always, my fellow survivors, underground in a secure location to the north, the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. I don't have a tank. I feel like I'm missing <laughs> out. Oh, man, you should get a tank, because everyone has a tank. Tank. (laughs) Speaking of tanks, joining us north of the wall, and America's toque, as he calls it, it's none other than Ryan Murphy. You know, Bob, I already explained to you it's not my fault that the tank always takes me out in Left 4 Dead 2. They're just attracted to me for some reason. It's always the tank. (laughs) And we also, special guest tonight joining us for the mid-season wrap-up of The Walking Dead, you know him as the host of Coverville, co-host of, oh my god, The Morning Stream, Film Sack. Um, he's from the only time zone that matters, is what I'm told. Is uh, It's none other than Brian Ibbett. I have a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cold. For that. Little, and I'm not afraid chill. to wear it. How's it going? <laughs> Hello, Brian. Thank you for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. So we've had a few guests on, and uh, did I miss any podcasts? I know you're all over the place with podcasts. Those are the biggies. Uh, just started up a new one called From the Helicarrier, which is about the the Shield game on Facebook, but um, uh, the Marvel Avengers Alliance thing. But that's that's so new, and I haven't really plugged it anywhere. And we're working on getting it over on Frog Pants, but uh, I'm I'm hesitant until I feel like it's ready. You know, there's like a there's a uh, an unveiling that needs to happen as soon as I feel like a podcast is ready to to go to hit the the big time. So for right now, yeah, Coverville Morning Stream Film Sack. There's that's the just that, and you just got done with the um, the coverthon, didn't you? Over the weekend, I did. Yes. How did yeah. that go, sir? Uh, it went really well. We raised seven thousand bucks for wow. um, Alzheimer's uh, research, and um, I stayed not only stayed awake for the full 24 hours playing cover songs, but stayed upright at my standing desk, no sitting down. <laughs> That's I, impressive, sir. The last you, year I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> you're, like a, you're like a tree. How now did you do I've, that? Exactly. Now that I've proven it two years that I can stand up and do it, next year we're doing it over at the poker table. We're moving the whole shebang over there for the, for the uh, cover thon. Yeah, probably not a bad idea. Yeah. I've, After I've you already, get your legs operated on. Exactly. I've already, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, my bionic legs. Yeah, right. So we had a, we've had a few guests on over the past couple of weeks talking about The Walking Dead, but uh, I just want to get your take real quick on just your overall feel of the show and you know how you kind of came about into it. Now, were you a comic book fan? Uh, I was a comic book fan, um, big Robert Kirkman fan. Yeah. Um, you know, with stuff like Invincible and uh, a couple uh, Spider-Man projects he did for Marvel really early on, and. Um, uh, so immediately started reading The Walking Dead via the graphic novels. So I came into that, you know, a few issues late, so I could pick up the graphic novels, and have been reading those uh, voraciously ever since. I'm probably mm. only two behind on the graphic novels, but 
I'm so far ahead on the graphic novels that um, while I remember, you know, all the stuff that did happen and come before, it's all the specific details that I can never remember. All right, was that the way I remembered in the comic, or is that the new way, or is it some hybrid of the two? Yeah, so you have the problem. Yeah, that's what, that's where I'm at. I'm kind of ahead. I started reading the graphic novels, but then as I got more and more interested, I started getting the single issues and reading them online and whatnot. And now I'm like yeah. looking back, going, "That's that's is that <laughs> was that how I is that did that did I read that <laughs> exactly? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you see the 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 major plot points, of course, the prison and Woodbury and the governor and all that stuff, obviously following true to the. Um, uh, to the, right. the comic story, but it's those little details like, all right, now, did Michonne, uh take out his eye? Yeah, but it wasn't with the, you know, and you're trying to remember exactly. all the specific details. Like, what did, what did they change for the TV show? Yeah, and then you get into the little game of, um, I wonder if they're going to go here next. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they've already proven that they're, they're willing to do whatever, you know, keeping... Uh, uh, what's his face around a lot longer? Um, uh, um, Lori's Lori's uh, fling. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, it, a lot of people, you know, you watch the show and you read the books, and you're like, it's a completely different animal, almost. Exactly. And, or sometimes I, a brand new animal, like you yeah. know, Daryl. Daryl's a great example of uh, <laughs> of a great addition to the TV show that wasn't in the, in the uh, comics. And so, I love the fact that. That there's just enough to say, okay, yeah, that's the right story, or that's the story I'm familiar with, but still enough to where you're you're always going to be kept in surprises. You're always going to be um, seeing things you're not expecting, and you're always going to be kind of at the edge of your seat. Yeah, yeah, they're not afraid to kill people off, even if they didn't die in the comic. Not at all, yeah. or in the wrong order. Right, exactly. That was the that was probably the one of the more surprising ones uh, from last season was uh, Andrea dying because where I'm at in the uh, graphic novel, she's still around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a lot of other people, but yeah, nope. she's there. Nope. <laughs> she's probably more annoying in the TV show. That's why they killed her off. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> How could well, you, you know, fall for that one-eyed freak? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not even a purple um, people here. I mean, exactly right. Exactly. Uh, just so you know, you just I I wear an eye patch, so. Uh, oh, I should offended. have mentioned that before the show, Brian. I'm uh, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying oh, people with one eye. I'm just saying he's a, freak. he's a he's a uh, he's a violence freak. Yeah, he's crazy. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I also keep heads in my fish tank. <laughs> oh, well. uh, oh uh, no! But you know what? Um, I the Skype the... connections get really bad here. Uh, heads, <laughs> ice, underwater. What? I didn't catch that. Was, that. that was quick. Uh, <laughs> We get, I scared off another one. Well, I mean, obviously it was the mid-season finale. Uh, we're going to skip the news this week. I think we got enough show to talk about with um, everything that's that's happened in the show and what's to come. So why don't we just break it down and talk about what happened in the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead. There's enough room for all of us. More than enough. I don't think my family had sleep well known that you were under the same roof. We'd live in different cell blocks. We never have to see each other till we're all ready. It could work. You know it could. It could have. But it can't. Not after Woodbury. I'm just going to go ahead and say this right off the bat. Mm. Biggest surprise of that episode. Tyrese's hat finally fell off. 
<laughs> I almost didn't recognize the guy. I know. I went, who's that? <laughs> is that a new character? Who's someone survived? Oh, oh, that's right. Tyrese. Is that like? Has he has he been wearing that hat the whole time? <laughs> is that like T Dog and his bandana? Or is it, he had something on that fell off right before he died. Right. I can't remember yeah. what it was. <laughs> Poor T Dog. So yeah. I got to tell you too, just to preface this episode. Um, so I had a DVR, and the the weird thing is, my DVR did not start the episode right at the beginning. Um, I got it from when the governor already had Herschel and Michonne. Mm. Like I, I hit play at the beginning, and he already had them kidnapped. And I went, "Hold on, how how did that happen?" So I don't know if one of you guys wants to enlighten me. You didn't miss a whole bu- yeah. bunch. It basically the governor walks out of the bushes. Uh, I think he hits Michonne over the back of the head. Exactly. Maybe no, yep. or is it Herschel? He hits over the back of the head. No, he takes Michonne. It's Michonne. Yeah. yeah. And then points the gun at uh, Herschel and is like, you guys are coming with me. And that's basically what that's you it. missed. Yeah. Oh, maybe my DVR was just saving me some time. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Maybe about a minute. <laughs> Which wasn't what I expected. One. I expected someone to get shot. Right. Didn't happen. So So let's get your um, – we'll, we'll go around the table. We'll get your initial takes on the episode overall. Um, did you feel – we'll start with you, Ryan. Did you feel like it was a good – wrap up to this the mid-season or well i mean um if if we were to have ashley on the show she'd say that's probably the most swearing she's ever heard me uh (laughs) you know come out of my mouth as i'm watching this show like it was just it was very action-packed and um amc did did a really good job of introducing us to these new characters in the governor camp and then when they just started dropping one by one and, and the battle and, and the scenes leading up to the battle because it starts to play, like the last two episodes, it plays with your emotions thinking like, hmm, maybe this could go all right. And then the rest of the season will be like, you know, the tensions between East and West, Jets versus Sharks kind of thing, snapping fingers and whatnot. But it obviously didn't go that way. Um, and boy, did it escalate quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I felt I felt the episode, it seemed a little rushed to me, almost like, yeah. let's, let's just get this done real quick, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll get on to February when we can. Uh, I don't know if it was just that or if it moved fast. Um, what about you, Brian? Did you feel as though it moved good enough or well I enough? Think, I, I think the pacing on this episode for me was great. I think um, for a show that's known for sometimes some very slow pacing, um, I mean, you know, in real time, this season, according to uh, the guys on the Talking Dead, on the the Chris Hardwick Talking Dead, not to be confused with the other show, um, according to uh, God, he had he had Scott and uh, Maggie and you know a few people on the show. Um, the course of the season really took takes place over four or five days mm-hmm. um, in. At, at prison time, the whole stuff with the the, um, the governor takes a lot longer because you've got the whole fall of Woodbury and all that sort of thing. But uh, so it's it's good on a show that that sometimes does take its time. Um, I like a good action packed episode where less on the character development, more on the on the plot movement. Yeah, we're already beyond the development. Let's just let's see some stuff go on here. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. And it really, to me, I don't know about you, Lou, but to me, it really felt like a. Almost like a when you see what happens to the governor and everything, it's almost like a ah, like you can finally breathe that sigh of relief after last season. <laughs> it felt like they went, yeah, we know last season we should have done this, but <laughs> here we go. We brought a tank in. See, see, we did something bigger. <laughs> well, it, it feels like with the governor, um, I, we know that we had the switch and producers, and it sort of feels like 
the new producer's like, no, guys, come on. I can do this a lot better. Let's let's take the governor out my way. And then they spend, you know, three episodes of the later first half of this season, you know, doing the governor justice. Whereas in the last season, you know, it, I'm sure this isn't what happened, but it just felt like, you know, the, the showrunner was like, we're going to keep the governor around. And then the new guy comes in and says, nah, we're throwing this guy out. Not throwing him out. I mean, he's a villain that deserves to die in an epic way for the fans and for the progression of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really worried uh, that the governor, you know, they introduced the governor in these last three episodes and that he was going to be around for a good portion of the season, you know, and um, I think the best part about this episode is at the end, there's a hint at what might be coming next, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there is, and if you break the episode down, we'll, we'll kind of start at the beginning, mm-hmm. and um, you kind of go into it, and the governor right away pulls up, and, well, Tyrese, first he finds that, um, what was it, a dead rabbit or a, a squirrel hanging on the thingamajiggy? It's- Mm. Whatever, I think it's a rat, and I think it's yeah. mutilated. It was like spliced yeah. open, like it was exactly being like a like a dissection, exactly like a science yeah. experiment kind of thing. Which so how really do we? Weird. Yeah, how do we feel about that? Is that I know we talked previously about Carol covering up for the kids, and I know Lou, that's in your notes. But do you feel like that's the girl doing that, or do you feel like that's something else going on? I think that's something else going on. I think. Um, I think that the kid was what was feeding the rats to the zombie. And I uh, think that but and I think she may have thought that like that one of the kids was behind the death of Tyrese's girlfriend there and mm-hmm. she was covering for her, but that's right. just my idea. I I could be way off on that, but Yeah, so Tyrese kind of feels like there's a traitor among the camp. And we kind of can't forget that as we break off into the next season cuz he kind of makes it known that he wants to find this person. Yeah. And right. Not be so nice to them. And well, um, Rick wants to tell him, and I mean they're interrupted by the governor. But I think, I think the rat was purely a um, a hint at what's coming next, and it, and it sounds like they really are setting up sort of a um, a true traitor in the mist, not just Carol thinking she's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting, and it, it, I don't know. I I have not read the comics, so I knew the governor was a big story line, and there's another storyline after this. But I mean, I don't know much about it but mm. maybe they're setting up their own storyline with some guy who's just like crazy i don't know uh, right. yeah well yeah there's stuff like that i want to say but <laughs> i need tough. to read the comics i mean every yeah. episode i'm like oh, don't worry guys i'll read the comics and then it's like what a year later <laughs> yeah if yeah a little more than that but so the most badass way to knock on someone's door is to shoot something with a tank right Jeez, so they're yeah. all downstairs and they hear this giant thing. So they go rushing out. There's the governor standing on his tank that he's so proud of. And uh, he, he wants to talk to Rick, which at first you're like, what? What am I, stupid? Why would I go down there? <laughs> like, you, Look at all your guns in your tank. But um, So Rick, he finally goes down there after yelling, which I thought was kind of weird because Rick was screaming and the governor was just kind of talking loud. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys caught that, but like Rick, yes. Rick was, was subtitled. Like, he he could so, see the subtitles. Right. Definitely, definitely some angry acting going on there. But um, so he goes down there. They have a little discussion, and the governor says, "You you have to what dawn to leave this place." Yeah. And then he decides to pull out Herschel and Michonne, and they're all bandaged up, and they are hostages. Yeah, uh, it was pretty intense that that scene as it was going back and forth between rick and the governor and we truly see 
how Rick has changed. I mean, he's willing to just toss aside everything that's happened with the governor and he's proposing like, no, we can coexist, you know, like even though you have a tank, we can use that tank for good. And it's just, uh, it was really tough to watch, you know, because it was long and painful and you're like, yeah, it could work. It was like, no, something bad's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you're really just buying time when you're inviting the governor to stay in your prison, you know? Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. You're, you're, you're just delaying the inevitable, which, which you all know is going to happen. Yeah. Um, one thing that we, uh, that, that you didn't mention earlier is the, the whole potential, uh, discussion that Rick was going to have with, uh, Tyrese about oh, Carol. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm coming to the fact that Carol was the, um, uh, was the culprit, and uh, yeah. I can't remember. I know they got interrupted by the the tank blowing a hole in the prison. Did did Rick get a <laughs> get a word out about that? He just said, no. "No, I don't think it's Carol." He just mentioned that much of it, and yeah, I think he boom. Yeah. he pretty much didn't really get anything out, and was like, "Oh, whew, I don't have to tell yeah, him exactly." Again. <laughs> saved by the saved by the tank. <laughs> he spoke to Daryl about it. Did he? It was in this episode right. that Daryl took it really well. I thought, yeah. yeah, I was surprised. I mean, you know, for for Rick making just this lateral decision to say she's out because she did this, um, Daryl really could have gone off the deep end about it, and he, you could tell he was upset, but that he kind of sided with him about it. That yeah. Yeah. she was taking this on on herself, and uh, and maybe maybe Daryl's just saying, well, okay, maybe she's not the woman I thought she was. Yeah, I, I see it as two ways. Either they were they were gonna go another way with it, another direction. Where you know Daryl goes crazy and tries to find Carol, kind of thing, or mm-hmm. they wanted to show Daryl's his um, Rick's leadership, how he just kind of follows that, and how he'll kind of follow him anywhere. Because right. he's mentioned it a couple times in previous episodes, like you know you were a good leader, we all make mistakes, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're kind of they kind of threw that in there, almost like, hey, I'm gonna follow you, man, like wherever you go. So right, right. Um, and it's interesting also to see that uh, Daryl's responses. You know, even though Rick is saying, "Oh, she's you know she's tough; she can handle it out there," Daryl's the one who's kind of being more realistic about it and saying, "Yeah, you've got to say that." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I think that is his comment. Something like, uh, "What was it? Um, like, are you sure about that, or is that is that are you just talking shit?" Right. Or exactly. Something like that. Exactly. It's you know he, he's he's calling he he doesn't believe it, or at least doesn't right. fully believe that the yeah. kills. Uh, got enough to hold her own out there, but uh, I don't think. Obviously, I don't think we've seen the last of Carol. You don't get a a character like that who disappears and stays disappeared. Maybe next season or the the second half of the season or another season. But I think we see Carol again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I think it's definitely up in the air and possibility mm-hmm. for that. Well, I mean, Carol right. returned, right? Maybe she'll come back with a hook hand or something. <laughs> That'd be pretty <laughs> awesome, don't you think? That actually would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what. <laughs> Oh, Robo this? Carol. I just got this at the Walmart down the street. <laughs> were, you, were you attacked? No, why? <laughs> why you ask? Yeah. Um, accessory. So the, the, weird, the worst part about this is, is um, if you're watching the show the entire season, they build Herschel's character up to be this amazing, amazing person. And a lot of the times when TV shows do that, you know it's because they want you to get more attached so that when something bad happens to them, you feel really bad. And I know Lou is saying every single episode that Herschel was going to die. Um, I've been saying it since, like, almost the end of last season. I, I got, say I season two, you. you were saying it. Yeah. I gotta tell you, like, 
even though you 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 knew it was coming, like you just felt like it was coming. They did such a good job building his character up to be the guy. Like even when Rick was talking to the governor, like Herschel was nodding his head, like, "Yes, this is what I would do." You know, like this is this is how I would solve this. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's even and, that little hint of smile at the very end. Oh, I like, hated that yeah. part. Yeah. Brutal. Oh, that yeah. was that was that was the rough part. That was the part. He gives that little smirk before the governor takes him out, and you just go, "Oh, don't do it! Come on!" Oh. Yeah. And Why? I I gotta tell you, I. I was pretty upset by it. and I like I said I felt like it was coming. I knew it was coming. I just didn't want it to come and then it happened and I felt like you you almost felt I don't know about you guys, but I definitely felt the the tragedy of it mm-hmm. from yeah. a show standpoint. I was just like, yeah. "Oh, that gut-wrenching feeling like why?" I think every right. fan of the show watching it felt as angry and surprised. I mean, when you watch the scene, I mean, Rick is standing there and there's like a split second where the, everybody is just in shock and then yeah. you know uh, chaos ensues and that's exactly what happened in my living room I was just like Whoa! and then I got up and I was like oh, come on no kill that man <laughs> and I shot him in the arm come on yeah. aim yeah. higher not since Dale has there been a character that I think so many people were rooting for and it's the one two punch of this show where two episodes ago three episodes ago before the governor background story arc you had uh, Herschel going into the quarantined wing mm. against all orders to to be there to help the situation and right. and all those people that he saved and you know you're thinking to yourself okay oh my god he's gonna die doing this he's gonna oh he survived all right and then shlunk. yeah yep. and, so and one, there was his there was his leg last the uh, last season when he lost his leg and <laughs> I was like oh he's he, he's toast and then they kept him alive and I'm like oh right. they gotta kill him off by the end of the season having a one legged guy <laughs> is gonna hamper the 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 budget right <laughs> well they got him a fake <laughs> leg they solved that the issue. green screen budget right <laughs> yeah right like we can't keep him anymore. Yeah, you know what the worst part is, though, is not only did – so the governor puts a sword to Herschel's neck and chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. But not only did they do that, they had to make it a hundred <laughs> times worse by saying, let's have Herschel crawl, still alive, with his <sighs> hands tied behind his back and try and make it back you know, to the, give you that glimmer of hope that maybe he'll say something or do something wise or tell Rick something at the end of this. <laughs> Right. Just to have the governor come back over and slash him a hundred times and more. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. ah, as if the pain wasn't bad enough. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It made it worse. It was like, I thought he'd like slink away and then he'd get to Michonne and he'd go, run, you fool. And then he'd die. Mm-hmm. But like, he just kind of, it, it was weird. <laughs> Sorry. I really? let that one sit a little. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like slinking away. And I'm like, at first I was like, wait, he's dead. Why is he moving? <laughs> I thought someone was pulling them or something, but uh, then I realized that I guess they really just got a good flesh wound at yeah. him. You know, probably yeah. didn't like cut anything that would have killed him instantly. I think it's a, it was a fatal wound. Yeah, exactly. I oh, think it yeah. was a fatal wound, but just it a slow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would have been. But I, I, th- I mean, at best, he was getting away to maybe help Michonne. And then I think it just proves that, you know, the governor is just, even though he's found a new family, he's mm-hmm. he's loved again. And I mean... He had a weird truck love scene with the woman. Huh? You know, <laughs> I just I think he 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 still has that rage issue. And right. when think? when he says to Rick, like before it all goes down, Rick's like, "Come on, man, just cool it. Put the sword down. It's gonna be all right." And he says, "Liar!" And then chops this man's head off. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he goes 
back and you know hacks at it and it's like okay yeah he is obviously a broken dude and you know a sniper shot to the head should have taken care of this months ago yeah right and part of me wonders if um the uh uh that that display of the governor hacking away at herschel was more for maggie's sake because i mean she was in woodbury for a little while as a captive they came in killed a bunch of a bunch of his uh people getting her out and you almost wonder if like all right this is my revenge i want to make sure that herschel's daughters see what i'm doing here yeah Um, we don't even get to see like that whole fallout like we'll get that in the next season when they're Mm. still hurting pretty oh yeah that's a pretty raw thing to see absolutely yeah and well and well, we almost forgot. Like while all this is going on, the governor's new love interest mm-hmm. is hanging out mm-hmm. by one of the RVs with her daughter. <laughs> and I gotta tell you something, man. Right. Like it's a zombie apocalypse out there. Yeah. You are like a hundred yards from your kid, right? On top of a <laughs> an RV. <laughs> what What are you doing? Like, exactly. Ah, she'll be fine. We're next to water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're good. I, We're good. I thought that flash flood. Um, that scenario again it just proves the creativity of the writers you know like let's think this is a zombie apocalypse how can we hide zombies behind enemy lines Mm -hmm. you know and i thought that was really a really creative way of taking out this little girl it was brutal like i kind of thought like it's a kid you know she'll be fine but then she gets bit and it's like oh i forgot this show has a thing for killing kids on the mid-season finale sophie taught you nothing uh, yeah exactly that was my thought i was like they've already killed a couple of kids i don't think they're gonna oh yep they're gonna kill another kid okay (laughs) i figured with like with the way she had such a close call last episode where she was under the uh, one of the rvs like i figured if there was another zombie she wasn't going to survive it especially with mother mick whatever like hanging out watching another like not even paying attention like i don't and maybe it's just because i'm a parent but i think that part angered me more than anything else in the show (laughs) yeah what are you doing yeah maybe she's keeping an eye on the you know swimming zombie who can't make it across a a river but (laughs) how intense was that scene just to be let down he's like uh here i come exactly (laughs) i'm gonna make it gonna make it gonna oh (laughs) is stronger than i thought (laughs) oh damn it yeah that was really cool yeah so in the midst of all this chaos rick shoots the governor someone shoots rick i mean they both got bullet wounds and they're just hammering guns back and forth. There's a tank firing everywhere. The prison is getting absolutely demolished at this point. Yeah. And um, they're going nuts. And the survivors in the prison, they start packing up into the bus like they had planned from before. And um, they get a bunch of people in the bus, and then some people go and get other people. And it's just pure chaos and panic, like, like I would expect it to be. Mm-hmm. And um, so now we have some people still fighting, some people in a bus – Rick down there by himself because we don't know where Michonne went. She was trying to get her handcuffs or her tape wrists off, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and and wow, I mean, that's a you're you're in a tangle of about twenty uh, of the governor's cronies right there, and you managed to get all the way around that truck and get to that bent license plate to start yeah. working on your. That's I mean, thank goodness, but I mean, wow, <laughs> some, yeah, uh, yeah, it was kind of a good, stretch. Some good rogue move right there. Yeah, <laughs> didn't you like? Well, she does have a sword. That's well, right. Yes, good point. She dual wields. Yeah. <laughs> Her uh, sort of little escape is is interesting because I think you know the governor sort of chooses Herschel as an example to show that he's he's serious, but then ends up killing Herschel, 
And then in the chaos, you know, Michonne's able to sneak away. But, you know, I think this would have gone down very differently if he had if he had taken Michonne out first. I mean, he's mm-hmm. super pissed at Michonne. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that, that was kind of a surprising thing that he goes for Herschel first, although Herschel is the one who's probably got the more the more of the reason yeah. um, and can convince the people around the governor that this is a bad idea. Oh, good point. I hadn't thought so, about that. That is yeah. a very good point. So you take out Herschel. You know, not like I'm thinking like the governor here, but you take out Herschel. You're scaring me a bit. <laughs> to cut down, right? To cut down on convincing the people you're with to say, you know what? Let's let's share the prison. We're cool with that. Let's you know put down our guns. You you kill Michonne, You've got you still uh, you anger the uh, the people in the prison, and you probably do something to anger the people around you too. Well, not, I mean, not only that, but I, I he probably had a bigger plan for Michonne. Something a little more painful than so. beheading. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. he had that whole he had that whole uh, chair set up for uh, Andrea last season. So, oh, that's good. right. Yeah. yeah. So, who knows what he was going to have for uh, Michonne? Yeah, love her scorn. I mean, don't don't break up with that guy. Yeah, um, exactly. it's a good thing Lily didn't see that chair. I mean, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, bring bring her into the scene too. Like they're all oh, fighting right. and she brings the daughter who's been bit like right up to the governor in the midst of all this fighting and I'm like, "Oh, he's going to break down. He's going to lose it." Nope, mm-hmm. he shot her in the head. Right. Just point wow. blank without a hesitation. Yeah, and I think it's at that point that uh that Judith basically realizes, "Okay, that's <laughs> I think I'm done here." <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. uh yes, yeah, you're exactly who I thought you were. Sorry. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, uh, to see, like, it was very close. I mean, back to your point where you were talking about if they had kept Herschel alive, they would have convinced the people. But Rick was doing a pretty good job. I mean, they had started to second-guess, except for that asshat Mitch in the tank. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That guy, you could convince that Nazism was awesome and he'd bring it back. <laughs> right. You know, Go he's just a fringe. stupid crony, and, and he's like, come on, guys, let's kill all these people. The prison's yeah. ours. And I think a lot of people in that group... I mean, especially um, uh, Lily's little sister uh, was like, he just chopped a dude's head off. We need to get <laughs> out of here. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. Uh, I just, I I feel bad for the group. I mean, the governor had had led yet another group to their death. Yeah, he led them in blind. Yeah. That, yeah. Didn't it seem like the fight was over awfully quick once the tank got through the gate? And he cut the guy's head off. It was like, sure, they started to make make their way up that hill. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it looked like people just started disappearing. Well, there wasn't like a saw- lot of people on the governor's side. I mean, they, mm-hmm. 20 max, maybe 15. I mean, and then right. you probably had two or three guys in the tank that would have been taken out by the grenade. And, and sadly, that, that uh, the fence taken down by the, the tank is a nice little choke point that everybody has to get through. And yeah. You know, it's a. Yeah. Uh, it, it was uh, destined that they were all going to fail. <laughs> they yeah, really didn't I, have a great plan. They were huh. much better off standing outside, all pointing yeah. <laughs> the prison. Yeah. Like that <laughs> tank. Much better just, then. I mean, the right. way they were shooting the the prison with the tank, like tearing it apart. Like I love how the governor says, "We'll fix the fences." In an offhand comment, and mm-hmm. really, like the way they're taking down the fences, I don't think you're going to be able to. You might be able to put the fences back up, but. I mean, brickwork? I don't remember seeing anybody that was good at that. You know, <laughs> right. Well, not just that, but think about, think about what Rick and all of them have been doing with the fences and all the supports to add against the weight. And you're like, yeah, the governor can try and do that, but yeah. all you're that noise is, is going to just bring more zombies. You, you're going to spend more time 
killing zombies than you are putting up the fence. Well, they illustrated mm-hmm. that. I mean, the zombies did start to pour in pretty quickly. Yep. Yeah, they did. Well, how – yeah, so there, there's fighting all over the place. There's uh, – Rick pulls the governor aside as he's trying to march in, and they have they start brawling fist, fisticuffs. Oh, wow, yeah. And uh, that was an awesome scene. I wish that was kind of a little more – a little more into that one. But you have Daryl fighting guys up there. You have Tyrese trying to take on a bunch of people, trying to get other people to the bus without his hat. And um, <laughs> and then he gets saved by the two little girls. Yeah, that was a little messed up. Yes. Yeah, freaking children yeah. of the corn with the headshot. <laughs> totally, with their guns. Like, just that, that ah, scene, yeah. that shot of them with their guns up, like... Okay. Hey, thanks. Um, you run along. Yeah, <laughs> Tyree yeah. should have been a little more shocked by that. He was kind of like, I think he was. "Yeah, good guys, let's yeah. go." You know, I think. But you saw that like hesitation. Like he looked up and he yeah. was like, "Oh wow!" Like, yeah. thank what have you, we done kind of but, thing. Uh, but like it was funny because before that, Daryl's you know trying to ward off these couple of guys, and uh, he's got zombies coming behind him, and he uses one of them as a meat shield, which I thought was amazing. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. I love this guy. He's so great. Oh, my God. That kid just killed someone. I hate this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if Daryl – could you imagine when this show evidently, you know, eventually does kill Daryl off? I mean, nobody's safe, maybe except for Rick. I haven't uh, read no. into the comics. No spoilers. Um, but, like, if Daryl bites it, could you imagine, you know, the fan response to that? Like, Well, they were going to kill him off. He well, was yeah, before he was popular, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wonder if, if they'd ever consider that. But, I mean, I know they have to keep certain people around, but. It's a, you know, and the show's a revolving door. Nobody, before we met Herschel at the farm, you know, nobody knew that we were going to have this beloved character that was going to yeah, die in this season. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. um, next season, they're going to introduce some people. Whoever looks like they're going to be a fan favorite, maybe they'll keep them around for a while. <laughs> Out with the old and with the new. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a revolving door. Yeah. I mean, this isn't Transformers. They'll just keep introducing toys and keeping <laughs> them around. I mean, you can buy your Daryl toys at your local shop, but I, I don't think they're they're too worried about that. I think you're right. Like, you know, nobody's safe. And mm-hmm. I think the longer they keep Daryl around, you know, the more likely they are in, in a pitch meeting to think, okay, this season, can we think of a cool way to kill off Daryl, you know, mm-hmm. like, or if yeah. that's an option, I don't know. And that's something you don't, you know, again, you see it in some shows like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. But what you do see, what you see in this show is people giving their lives, not in heroic ways, but just dying. Right. Yeah. T-Dog's death. Um, uh, Herschel's death. He didn't save anybody. He died. You know, he just died. It wasn't like, you know what, I'm going to give myself, give my he life did. so yeah. that my daughters can live kind of thing. It's not like he and, jumped in front of Michonne to right. take a headbeater. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it's, that's, that's one of the great things about this show is that that unpredictability of uh, heroism in different forms. You're not going to see somebody... You, you you can't expect that you're always going to see the hero be the guy who takes the bullet to save right. somebody else. They might yeah. just end up taking the bullet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For no reason at all. No reason and they at might all. just run away instead of saving right. somebody. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Pull a governor. Well, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this because you know, we're kind of getting towards the end of the episode where things pretty much – the way they wrap up in this episode is – the bus leaves after Maggie gets off and Glenn's on the bus. He's still sick. He can't do anything. And you know he feels bad about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And uh, Maggie actually takes a line from her father. I don't know if you guys noticed that from Hersha when she says, we all got jobs to do. I right. thought that was pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. kind of yeah. already bringing that back. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so she's trying to get her, you know, her younger sister on the bus and everyone's getting on the bus. And all of a sudden, Tyrese is trying to get to the bus with the kids who I think he's trying to stay away from them. And <laughs> <laughs> he's too, you heard him. He's like, no, go that way. Go to the bus. Go to the bus. I'll here. You guys just get on the bus. I'll catch the next one, guys. You go ahead. <laughs> exactly. So Maggie meets up with um. Who did she meet up? Was it Boozy? Was that who she found? Yes. <laughs> Boozy McGee. I can't yeah. remember his name, but uh, Bob, Brian, isn't it? Is is it's it a Bob? Short name. I think it's, it's, it's Bob. Bob. I feel bad because yeah. that's my name. I, <laughs> I should remember. That. That. <laughs> I think it's a B word, but it's. I know it's short. I thought it was Bob. Maybe not. I like Boozy. Um, good. We yes. found it. But you know exactly. Week, but... <laughs> we know exactly who we're talking about when we say boozy. So, yeah, Maggie gets off the bus and the bus takes off like they said they would. And uh, you were right then. You're like, oh wow! Like how many people are left here? You got a bunch of people on the bus, but you still have Maggie, Boozer. You have Tyrese, Rick, yeah, Rick, Rick. Carl, uh, Rick, Rick. Oh well, we can talk about Michelle and how she. So Rick and the governor are fighting, and it looks like. You know, the governor's just about to off Rick, and you know what's going to happen at this point, right? You can just see it. Yes. Yeah. All of a sudden, a sword goes right through the governor's chest, and Michonne's right behind him. And uh, I thought it was a little weird that she just left him there. I mean, I get what she was doing. Uh-huh. But, oh, left, left uh, the governor to die? Yeah. I mm-hmm. figured she'd, like, cut off his legs and his arms to make him, like, the worst zombie ever. <laughs> you know? And ride, stick him in the mud or something. Right, like take that for the rest of your life. Actually, I know where there's a uh, a hole left by a, uh, a zombie under a flash flood sign. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's put him, let's bury him there. That's uh, right. So he's just laying there. You know, he's just bleeding out. Zombies are coming after him. And then uh, what's her face comes over there with a gun, and they don't show it, but he she shoots him. Right, like that's mm-hmm. what it that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. But here's what I don't get: Michonne saves Rick. And then leaves. And then leaves. Yeah. She's like, ah, we're good. See ya. Like, Wait, she leaves? Yeah. Like yeah. they weren't together at the end. Yeah. He gets up and he's looking for Carl and she's gone. Well, I yeah. think, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like this show is kind of weird where you can, at the end of a big action scene, they do focus on specific characters. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to kind of assume that, you know, uh, secondary characters are still around. Like they don't normally like have people disappear in a poof of smoke. Like, I'm sure in the next episode, she'll still be around. I mean, she has no reason to leave now. I mean... No, I've, I just kind of figured that she rescued Rick and then there were zombies around, so she ran off to go Exactly. So she, right. she, so so she, she left were all pouring in. <laughs> well, they were all pouring in through the gate. I'm guessing that she went off to go to go take them out, like, mm-hmm. again, yeah. at that, at that well, show I'm sure point. she did, but... And it's, it's one of those realism things where, yeah, you've got a plan to... Um, uh, to get everybody on the bus and get them home or get them, get them safely out of there. You can't have a plan for every eventuality. You can't, right. you know, you can't say, all right, if the governor comes back, um, we'll, we'll kill him. And then I'm going to run off over here and take care of some stuff. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where, where it's a big catastrophe and everybody just kind of scatters to save themselves. And, uh, sure. and I think that's what we saw. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a neat way to, to wrap it up. You know, Rick finds Carl, um, and you know they're they're he's all Rick's all beaten up and Carl's kind of looking out for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyrese, we know, and then oh, they found the uh, baby seat, uh, the baby carriage there yeah. with uh, no baby but a lot of blood. Judith mm-hmm. gone yeah. missing. I mean, they don't they don't really confirm or, or deny anything that happened there. Obviously, Carl and and Rick assume the worst, but mm-hmm. and we do yeah, know yeah. that the kids, uh, the corn children. 
they just leave <laughs> her there. And I mean, yeah. I had said, oh, yeah, I had said, oh, you know, Judith's gone, eaten, that's awful. But um, Ashley was watching with me, said like, well, no, I mean, it was a battle. I mean, anybody could have bloodied hands and right, you could grab her, she could be on the bus. Right. Yeah. What I think the best part about it is, though, is you know, Rick breaks down. Obviously, it's his daughter. You know, like he starts losing it. And at first, you think Carl's going to be his typical little badass self, trying to be all manly and protective of his dad, you know. And he just goes nuts on a zombie. And as bad as that crying scene was for him, where it just sounded awful to me, like it, it was good to see that emotional side of Carl, too. Well, yeah, yeah. it proves that he's – I mean, we were worried in season three that he was turning into mini-governor. Yeah, you know, or whatever the American equivalent. What's the under a governor? I don't know, a senator. Uh, but like, we were worried that he was turning into a robot, and I guess this season really proved that you know he's he he you know Rick reined him back from the edge, and this yeah. sort of proves that okay, he's human. And I wonder if Rick, you know, half and half, like half to keep his son from you know killing himself, but the other half thinking, I mean, it's still a human life, but we do kind of we were given the hint that Judith may not have been his by blood, right? You know, like mm-hmm. might've been Shane's, not that that should, you know, affect anybody's treatment <laughs> of a child. I mean, wow. the human race must be preserved, but you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> a little bit there. Mm-hmm. We're going to let you keep digging your hole. No, I'm an awful person. Yeah. Just <laughs> let me going. keep going. Keep going. This um, is great. To change the subject though, but did anyone think that the governor <laughs> was going to actually kill Rick and then, you know, throw a wrench in the whole no show. You no. didn't think that. No. Am I the only one that thinks no. the show might do something amazingly awesome, like I different? Think, well, I think that there, there's a certain uh, standard or a certain um, norm that you expect with a show like this. And no matter how far they can stray and and kill off people you love and stuff like that, they this show was introduced with Rick, and I think that this show will will end with Rick. That's you know what I'm saying? I think I think um despite yeah. what may happen in the comics, I think this show begins and ends with Rick. So it's funny you say that. You know, there's a line sorry Bob to interrupt there. I'm gonna make this even worse. But there's a line <laughs> like that they're not gonna cross until like, okay, this is the season finale and it's kinda like they pull a you know, you know, like a lot of other character shows, like not I'm not spoiling anything, but you know, a lot of other character shows like uh, Dexter or Breaking Bad where it's like mm-hmm. You know, the it's about that character, and the end, you know, either means walking into the sunset or mm-hmm. dying an awful death. And again, right. not not a spoiler for any of those shows, but you right. got to know that one of the two options are going to happen. You you know, when when you end a story, when you end a a series, uh, like Dexter is a good example. Weeds is another good example, mm-hmm. um, where you have to know that the 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 plot lines that are currently left open have to be wrapped up, and at the end of that episode. You either are you either know that the character is finished, is dead, yeah. or that they're going to continue on like you've seen before, but not have right. whatever whatever big issue they had to overcome. A good example of that is um, the Sopranos, Tony Soprano. Right. You know, you may not know exactly what happens to him at the end of of the Sopranos, but he's kind of gotten over that that big hump that that was the impetus, impetus of the show, which was his fear of leadership, his panic attacks, his, um, his role as both a father to his family and a father to um, uh, his, his mafia. Um, and I think that's what you'd see with Rick is that this, this show ends with him either dying or kind of 
leading a new and becoming a new leader somewhere else with a group of survivors somewhere where it's safer. Yeah. And yeah. it just seems like, uh, you know, it's either the zombie apocalypse wins out and the human race is doomed or, mm-hmm. you know, we see a future, a, a, a perfect future where we know Rick will be safe and we don't need to worry about going back to the walking dead universe. Cause we know Rick is you know, safe with his people. Right. We can, right. Right. And, and I mean, that might be too cheery of an ending, but uh, I, I, from what we've seen, there's no real end in sight for this show with the spinoff no. announcement <laughs> and, you know, it getting right. renewed almost, you know, a week in kind of thing. Right. So well, it'll be interesting. You know, and Bob, an yeah, what were you going to say? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Bob. Oh, it's all right. I, I'm, I'm still here. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I, have an, I have an article here with oh. a bunch of interviews with um, – Kirkman and uh, Andrew Lincoln, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the the cool things is, is I'll get I'll go into the Robert Kirkman one. Is a fan asked him if the group could survive if something happens to Rick, and immediately Kirkman responded, "Yes, absolutely." Mm-hmm. He said, "We've been saying no one's safe on this show, and I wouldn't rule out seeing the death of Rick Grimes at almost any point." He's like, "I like I really like to keep people mm-hmm. guessing, and I could see some interesting stories coming from that." Huh. So interesting. I mean, okay, you can't, well, maybe. You, you can't really count anything out with this Kirkman guy. <laughs> Sounds like a dick, to be honest. Right? Right. <laughs> Could the group survive without Rick? He's probably sitting right next to Andrew Lincoln. Absolutely. Keep that in mind. He's like, shut the hell up, man. Keep that in <laughs> mind, right. Mr. I want to raise. Right. Um, yeah. Contract negotiations come up. I want you to remember this conversation. <laughs> right. You better not ter- so, Terrence Howard this or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> And I feel like we can get into this now. I think we got our, our fixes on the midseason finale. The What Andrew Lincoln said was, just wait until episode nine, which I believe is the episode that premieres in February. Yeah. And he said, this episode is going to be one of the most amazing episodes you'll ever see, and it all focuses around Carl. Wow. Mm, interesting. Okay. So where do you guys think the show is going, Lou? We could start with you in, in the next season. Where, where, I mean, obviously the prison's lost. The, the, everyone's all spread out. Where do you think we go from here? Um, I think whoever's on the bus, one of them is whoever mutilated that rabbit or rat or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a plot twist with them. And I think, I think it's going to probably be Rick and Carl – and Michonne trying to find the rest of the group. Mm. And mm. in the meantime, we got uh, Tyrese wandering around with those two kids. And that's, I think that's going to be an interesting, interesting twist. It's going to be hilarious. Tyrese and the kids. Oh, someone needs to come up with Tyrese in charge. Tyrese in charge. All right, Bob, you have your, your task for oh, next week. You've got to create a TV okay. theme for Tyrese and the kids or Tyrese in charge. Your choice. <laughs> You, you know, this doesn't just come on demand, Ryan. Uh, the, the listener did it last, like, two weeks ago with the Felice Navidad. Come on. I don't have power over you? You know, there's possible uh, – I'm just going to ignore you. Uh, there's there's a possibility of Tyrese also having three kids with him, one of them being a baby. Don't forget that. Oh, right, that's a good right. point. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, he could be trying to take care of this kid. And, uh, I mean, Ryan, do you think – I mean, where are we going? I mean, are You're we going to do a whole him. season – yeah, are we going to do a whole season of the group trying to get back together and having their own separate struggles until they find each other again? 
I think we're going to go back to the whole survival, uh, you know, the stuff that made some of the best episodes in the early seasons really cool. And we'll see that survival instinct, like the scavenging and the, you know, the looking for shelter and, you know, you take next watch sort of thing. Um, and it, it might end with another sort of, you know, uh, hint at, at a location to settle down. Um, I agree with Lou in the sense that someone on that bus is a, is a rat mutilator uh, you know, Carol, you know, maybe Carol finds something great and, but I think like Carol and Rick had just parted in a way that be really tough. I mean, she's no governor, but you know, Rick has his, his morals and, um, you know, you can't let somebody in that, that took advantage of the trust of the Mm. group. So I'm not excited about the theory that they're going to split into three groups and have a, you know, he said, she said, he said sort of episodes, Mm -hmm. but you know, maybe they do that for one episode and then bring them together again. But, you know, we saw with, you know, Andrea and Sophie in the last two seasons where when someone splits off from the group, it ends very badly or right. it ends with multiple storylines. So, yeah, and that's and tough that's, to follow. Yeah, it is. And we saw that with the beginning of season three or the end of season two with Herschel's farm and everybody scattering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't want to see that again with uh, the next half of the season. But it looks like, you know, how else are they? How are they going to communicate? It's not. I doubt they had a plan to say, okay, if something happens to the prison and we get split up, we need to meet here. Um, they got as far as the bus. I thought the bus right. was like a mysterious location elsewhere where they'd be able to flank the governor, but mm-hmm. it just turned out to be you know the magic school bus in the front yard, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I I mean, what about you Mr. Abbott? Do you feel like what do you feel like we're going to see? Like are we going to get something shocking at the uh, when the season starts? It sounds like we are, and I think um if if uh Andrew Lincoln is saying that it's going to center on Carl, I think um maybe all this stuff is finally going to hit Carl because he's so far he's adapted to this world mm-hmm. Maybe pathologically, you know, or uh, 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 psychotically, <laughs> more than yeah. Rick wants wants him to, and maybe that's where this all catches up to him. Is that Carl starts realizing, all right, I've lost my mom, I've lost a lot of the people that were really important to me, I've killed numerous um, people, I've killed Zombie Shane, <laughs> yeah, and maybe all this stuff is finally gonna gonna uh, gonna catch up to him. I don't know. That's what I'm hoping it is. I'm not. I'm hoping it's not something far, far worse. <laughs> yeah, I would watch that. Um, I, I have a feeling that it's gonna. We're gonna see a few episodes of the group separately struggling to find places to be, um, where they want to be, and you know where they're gonna go. And I think kind of midway through this the season, mm-hmm. they're gonna all kind of get together and they're gonna find their next spot where they're gonna try and settle down. Mm-hmm. I have a name that I want to say, but I don't want to say it for those <laughs> that aren't ahead in the comics. the comics. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, do you think we're going to see people, some kind of, uh, some, some dissidents in the, uh, in the bus group? Some people want to go back and find Rick and, and go back under his leadership and other people that said, no, you know, we're better off without the kind of stuff that Rick brings. That's a really good point. It's, I mean, you, your, your, your bus is full of people that you don't know. Right. I mean, one of them could be completely crazy, like Lou said, and just start right. stuff. And you know, some of them are going to be like, "Turn around, turn around, right now!" Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get away and whatever. But right, exactly, yeah. I think 
Daryl Daryl is a Daryl is a Rick supporter. Maggie is a Rick supporter. Um, but there certainly could be people on that bus. Um, if it's Bob, <laughs> what his name might be, but you know he may be one of the the anti. You know, let's go and let's go find our way somewhere else. And the fewer people that we've got in kind of this cluster, the less people we have to keep track of and and yeah. feed and yeah. Protect. What mainstays are on the bus? I mean, we have Glenn, obviously Sasha, Teresa's sister. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else that I'm missing? Uh, isn't Maggie's little sister on the bus, or did she get back missing. off? She's missing. Oh, uh, she's missing. Right. Is she missing, or did they find yeah. her? Yeah. She is no, missing. They, I didn't even think about that. They said, remember when Maggie went to the bus, she said, uh, where is she? And she went back out, I guess. So she's all. She's actually all by herself, too. She could have been the one to grab the baby. Mm. Maybe. Who knows? That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, that's all. That, a lot happened in that episode. Um, yeah. For an episode that like, kind of ran by real fast with a lot of action, there was oh. a lot of a lot of story being told. That's probably the yeah. fastest episode I, I I think I've watched this season. It just it was, it was just nonstop. Right. So what are your what are your takes? We'll just get an overall opinion of the first half of this season. I mean, did you enjoy it? Could have been better. Were you was this exactly what you were expecting? I mean, Lou, what what do you feel? I'm very happy with it. Um, I think they wrapped up the sickness really well. Um, I wasn't sure where they were going with the governor plot points. Um, and I think they wrapped him up really well. It was like, oh, yeah, that all that stuff we were go- we should have done last season, we're going to make sure we give it to you, but even bigger this season. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of this season, of the way it started. I feel like it's going to lead to some really good potential. I think the prison was getting stale. Um you know, I think now we're going to get some something completely new to kind of take our mind off of like, oh, we're back at the prison again, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, but. I mean, this is the most va- – I think this is going to be the most varied season across the entire series so far. I mean, you know, season one was the road. Season two was the farm. Season three was the prison in Woodbury. And then this one's been, you know, the virus at the prison, the governor doing the long walk of beard, and then, you know, <laughs> and then what happens in the second half, I mean, goes back to survival, who knows? Um, so I think, you know, going forward, when you rewatch the entire series, this might be a fan favorite, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brian? You- yeah, the, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. Great season, and I think they left the prison at the right time. There's only so many stories you can do where either yeah. there is a someone who turns into a zombie within the prison. You know, you're when you've got the prison, you've got that safety. Your uh, your plot points become something within the prison, and they did that with the virus. They did that with um, you know somebody turning into a zombie from the prison within the prison. And of course, you've got the the people who want to take the prison. Those are your three real big options. You've got some stuff with um, the walkers bending down the fences and that becoming a uh, um, a danger. But for the most part, it's terror within, terror outside. And I think um, at this point, I think we're all ready for new yeah. new challenges, new um, new new crap to worry about. Mm-hmm. Exactly, new location, new everything. It's going to be. Yep. I think it's going to be a really exciting season come February. Mm-hmm. Which now seems like a very far time away. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Man, that's depressing. Yeah. Uh, does there anything else you guys want to throw into the midseason finale? Or I, I liked watching um, Daryl blow up the tank. Yeah, that was fun. That, that was, was pretty was fun. Great. That was very Call right. of Duty of him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hucking yeah. the uh, <laughs> hucking the grenade down the chute. Mm-hmm. Love it. 
Yeah. And I love seeing I love seeing Mitch get uh, get taken out. Are were any of you guys uh, Fringe fans? Yes. Oh yeah, love Fringe. Yeah. So you know, seeing him play go from playing a really good guy on Fringe to playing a really bad guy on this show, but still the I same actually, guy, kind of. I actually, I yeah, actually still watched something. Yeah. I was like, I actually watched something. I can't think of what it was a couple months back, and it was something older. And he was in it, and he was a bad guy in it. And I was like, I don't know if I like him as a bad guy. And then he showed <laughs> up in this as a bad guy, and I was like, Oh. He I must think that do maybe, this role a lot. <laughs> I think so. I think that's more the, the, the route for him, for that actor. I think he plays a bad guy a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. he looks like a bad guy. That's the Kirk, problem. Uh, Kirk Acevedo. Yes. So we also, before we get out of this, um, we had a prediction from a fan last week. And um, I, it was, he pretty much wrote, the governor will kill, or try to kill Michonne, but kills Herschel, starts an all-out war. Governor ends up living until the season finale, but the only survivors will be Maggie, Glenn, Rick, Carl, and Tyrese. Hmm. So he he almost got it kind of there. Yeah, right? the first half. about half of it. Yeah, and then it went downhill from there. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think hey, that was all bad. of our predictions kind of. I think went we all. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of us were really right. So yeah. none of his none of the survivors that he predicted died. So yeah, but I mean, uh, what if got the killing they- Herschel thing? Yeah, I mean, what if they do a, a like a cast reset, like he's talking about, like where they just do a, you know, something so awful happens in the second half of the season that we end up with those, you know, key survivors at the end. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, I I don't know. I don't think there's a reason to do it story wise, but you know, now that the governor's dead, but I don't know. It could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we uh, we pretty much wrapped up that uh, that little first half of season four of the walking dead and uh thank you again brian for putting your insight into this it's always oh. great to get a fresh perspective my pleasure i'm uh, always happy to talk about this show love it <laughs> yeah it's a fan favorite and uh if you want to hang around you can if you got to get going we understand we got a couple more things we're going to do including my new favorite segment <laughs> i'll stick around i got i got some time I'll, don't all right this. yeah here we go oh, yes. uh, cool. well i'll let ryan take it over from here and uh sure i'm excited Let's try to steer this tank towards the correct wall. Um, <laughs> so first off, I just wanted to mention Slash Loot. We're all big fans of Slash Loot, and uh, Zombies Ate My Podcast is there with their Zamp t-shirt, uh, black, white, ash, all kinds of sizes, whether you're a small Judith or a large Tyrese. It's all there. <laughs> um And then, uh, you know, we've been getting some emails for a new segment that the fans have termed Ask the Busy Zombie Lord. Yay. It's a new segment that now has made me frightened. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a mystery segment. Uh, Lou Lou is the Busy Zombie Lord, and he has no idea what I'm about to ask him. So this comes from Derek Pleasant. Derek Pleasant. That's a nice name. (laughs) Yeah, he's very pleasant. Uh, And he says, I was wondering if zombies preferred eating one body part over another. Do you think they have their preferences like white or dark meat? Also, if they go after brains, how come you never see any eating brains? They always eat shoulders or arms or what? <laughs> so, Lou, take it, it away. It's a very good point. Um, it depends on your mythos with your zombies. I mean, in uh, Return of the Living Dead, they always want brains. In Night of the Living Dead, they just seem to eat people. And in Walking Dead, they just seem to eat people. The brains myth is, I think, based more from Return of the Living Dead Mm -hmm. with the famous line of, send more policemen. And all the zombies in that say brains all the time. So, I mean, I think that's just a big myth. Um, I think think you skipped over the important question, Lou, of 
Do they prefer white or dark meat? <laughs> uh, I don't think there is a preference. I think uh, I think they like necks. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, every the, time you their turn preference around, they... is the closest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of zombie shows uh, like to show the intestine shot. I mean, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. seems to be the the easiest to shoot uh, and also the grossest. Yeah, I gotta say, Derek uh, has a good point because I see a lot of zombie shoulder bites. You definitely see that. Well, because you grab, and what do you instantly go for? The shoulder. So I love that. I love that. I I think we saw at least three neck bites in this episode alone. So, yeah, there was Mm -hmm. a lot of them. But uh, you know, uh, listeners, keep those coming in. Uh, We have a couple in the uh, the old revolver of zombie Rick shooting. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, keep them coming and, and send them to the email info at zombies, eight, my com because, uh, Lou does not check that. He does check our Twitter. So if you send it to Twitter, he's getting a little bit of a spoiler there. Um, yeah. I like yeah. the surprise. That's fun. The surprise is fun. I and mean, you're hearing the reaction. I, I, I'm just glad it's not as, uh, unique as last week's. I, I, I had to get a little creative with that one. <laughs> I can't remember what last week's was. <laughs> I don't know. I remember something about poop, right? Was yeah, that what it was? He, he asked about of course it was. how they digest. <laughs> oh, right. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Something here, too, that I wasn't <laughs> letting you guys read. Um, we, I wanted to mention a five-star review we have from a, a Lovecraft King who wrote, this is such an awesome show to listen to, and you can tell these guys definitely love themselves some zombies. Mm-hmm. I just started listening, but this one is getting refreshed every week from me for sure. Love every part about it, especially the bad zombie jokes at the end. Ooh, you know what, you know what that means. Incoming yes. bad zombie joke. All right, so I'm going to read it now. Thank you very much, Lovecraft King. And he writes on our five-star review, <clears throat> Ryan, why do zombies make better lovers? <laughs> they get this grabby? Is, I don't know. This is pretty, this is pretty bad, They always actually. go for the neck. <laughs> <clears throat> this is, this is kind of wrong. I'm going to do it anyway. <clears throat> Because they're always stiff. I had a funny feeling. <laughs> Lou, we and don't want to hear about your funny feelings. <laughs> and then he wrote, Woo! I don't know what that was all about. but Well, he's excited because, you know, <laughs> was, he, he got featured on just, Zombies Ate My Podcast. That was just, that was just wrong. Uh, thank you, Lovecraft King, and thank you for the bad zombie jokes, and feel free to keep those coming, too. Surprised he doesn't get banned from iTunes after that one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's no longer listening. <laughs> Explicit uh, coming. Yeah, yeah. There, there we go. Uh, all right. So I think that about does it for us, Ryan. If you want to go ahead and tell all the fine folks uh, where they can find us, and then we can go over where they can find Brian Ibbett. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, you can find uh, our show at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Uh, like I said, email us at info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us at Zombies Podcast on Twitter. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Plus one us at Google Plus. Just search. Go to YouTube. Subscribe. We have some awesome uh, video game uh, uh, videos up there. And we'll be recording new ones like Contagion uh, very soon. Um, if you want to find your lovely surviving co-host, I'm at R. Murphy on Twitter. Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord, And Bob is at Bobbert F. And finally, big shout out to Jill Duggan for the uh, iTunes artwork and website banner, as well as our t-shirt. Um, and you can find more about him at JoelDuggan.com. Now, Brian, where can the fine listeners find you? 
Well, I'll be at a mall opening in Toluca Lake, Minnesota. No, uh, they can find me <laughs> online at uh, Coverville.com, uh, of course, FrogPants.com, The Morning Stream, Film Sack, uh, Twitter. You can follow me at Coverville on Facebook, Facebook.com slash, guess what, Coverville. And uh, I'm all over the place. Just search for Coverville and everything you find will be me. Yeah. And, and yeah. the reason <laughs> we had uh, uh, Brian on is, is right there in his opening joke. I mean, he goes straight for the mall. How, do you, how is that not the perfect zombie <laughs> survivalist right there? Right. See, exactly. I'll be at that mall opening and that mall uh, closing when it's overrun. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll be in the sporting well, goods store getting as many baseball bats as I can. <laughs> It's a spoiler alert for the next season of The Walking Dead. Uh, just kidding. Um, oh, could you imagine if they did a mall? Sorry, not to get back into that. That would but. be that would be great. That's where they should all hook up is uh, the making <laughs> the making mall. <laughs> Going to the making mall. <laughs> all right, you're welcome to use that one, silly. AMC. There you go. Um, why don't we Why don't we go ahead? I think we've been doing this long enough, and I'm getting sick of hearing Ryan talk about things. So, ouch. <laughs> I am thank too, you very man. much. Uh, thank you very much, Brian Ibbitt, for joining us. It was a pleasure. pleasure. Go, go, listen, go listen to everything Brian Ibbitt does because all of it's absolutely amazing. You're, you're missing out if you're not, but you probably are because we all are. And uh, for everyone else, thanks for listening. Oh, that's a bad zombie joke. <laughs> you get it? Thanks for listening. Yeah. I think we got it at the opening of the show. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh.